0: It's time for Takes on Takes. You know the drill. You supply the takes. We give you the take on your take today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. Your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Lockdown Dolphins, and we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. I'd like to thank you for making Lockdown NFL Scouting your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate you all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe,
1: it's Friday. Week one, season debut for the NFL has come and gone. The Detroit Lions victorious at putting egg on all three predictions that we had on this show yesterday. Uh, by a final score of twenty-one to twenty, going into Arrowhead and beating the Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones-less Kansas City Chiefs. I'll tell you what: the record, the win-loss comp does not care who and did and
0: did not play. Doesn't care. Don't care. wins are one and zero. That's that's the truth. And the Chiefs are zero and one. Interesting game, right? The Lions really kind of broke it open with that fake punt backed up in their own territory, yeah. you a very gutsy call by Dan Campbell, wakes up their offense. They go on the touchdown drive, big moment in the game, and then it feels like from the Chiefs' side of things, it was just like miscues, just missed opportunities, dropped passes. Pat Mahomes is making plays. Guys are not catching the football. And you certainly felt that team missing. I mean, let's be honest, two Hall of Famers, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Chris sure. Jones. These guys yeah. are in their prime. Like, like that's that's no that's their, their second and third best player. And again, it do, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. They don't get extra points or anything like that. They're zero one. But I think as you forecast these teams moving forward, you know, I think you have to be mindful of that. But I think the my prevailing thought about forecasting both teams moving forward is it's that the perfect. wide receiver wide receiver talent is just not good enough on both these teams.
1: Yeah, I know we have a. Did, do you want to talk about the game? Do you want to do the I know we have a take in regards to this game. Do you want to talk our observations first and then get into the take? How do you want to?
0: Let's start start with the take, and then we'll finish out the first segment with general thoughts on the Chiefs and the Lions. So the the first take here comes from Beemore. The take is Jameer Gibbs will still go down as a bad draft pick at 12 because of the Lions' committee usage at running back. Could have had Christian Gonzalez, who would play 100% of the snaps on D, Day one, at a bigger need. Instead, you got a running back taking less than 20% of the offensive snaps right now.
1: Well, I think everybody's a little shooken up by Jameer Gibbs because when he touched the football, he was everything he was advertised to be, right? Electric, yeah. Electric. And then you get to the end of the rainbow, and you say, oh, David Montgomery had 3X as many carries as Jameer Gibbs. And there was a whole lot of passing down situations where Jameer Gibbs was not on the field. And this comes off the heels of Detroit telling everybody, we're going to create a new position for Jameer Gibbs. We're mm-hmm. going to we're gonna find all these ways to get the ball. And I'm sure that's going to come in time. But I think the expectations for Jameer Gibbs probably outpaced, or the, clearly they outpaced reality. I don't know that, uh, I think this is a kiss of death for his... Performance because at the end of the day, it's a four or five year at minimum investment in Jameer Gibbs. And he looked really, really good. I would expect his role to only grow from here after the first week.
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like this take is a bit of an overreaction to one game. And let's face it, like the rookie wall is a real thing in the NFL. And I think Jameer Gibbs is a like not necessarily a traditional build for a workhorse lead running back you know I think you want to ramp him up appropriately right I think that's that's smart by Detroit now if they would have lost the game I think you would have probably thought to yourself man if they could have got some more touches for Jameer Gibbs that could have been potentially the difference but I think this is an overreaction to one game I think he's going to ramp up I think they need to be mindful of how they balance out this workload because I think this tandem can be really nice I think we you know for as much as you would like to see more Jameer Gibbs. There were some moments in that game where I thought David Montgomery was absolutely the right player to have the football kind of late in that game, that last touchdown drive where they were really creating some big-time displacement up front. And David Montgomery was the guy to touch the football, and I thought they really kind of wore down that defense. So they can work well in in tandem. But, like, it's one game. I think the expectations of a top-12 pick combined with what you said, the messaging coming from Detroit kind of skewed maybe what we thought was going to happen but let's let this play out before we start saying things like, "Well, this was uh, always going to be a bad pick because it's a committee approach, and they could have had a cornerback."
1: I think there's there's a, a snap and volume argument to be made for year one, like t- in 2023. So I see what they're saying, but at the same time, they're not just building a team for 2023, and this is the last time they're going to play football, right?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's the. Um, Investment opportunity cost of any decision that you make, and being able to find other players. Now this this game is a whole Joe. I was glad to see the David Montgomery experience didn't let didn't disappoint. Twenty one for seventy four, three and a half yards per carry, <laughs> which felt like it was the exact kind of looks that he consistently got in Chicago. Right, maybe he breaks a big run and the the yards per carry number goes up. Uh, I did agree. I did agree with what you said though. Late in the game. Once the surge really started happening, having the hammer, I, I think was the right right move. And, and you contrast that with what Jameer Gibbs he had that opportunity down in the mid red zone where he looked to bounce outside and, and lost his footing. He keeps his footing, it's a touchdown, right? I
0: thought so too. I thought yeah. he was going he was gonna that linebacker wasn't getting there and he was gonna no, make he, that safety miss. So yeah.
1: yeah, um late in the game, running north and south to to really accentuate the displacement they were getting was the right call. I have thoughts on wide receivers for both teams. I have thoughts on Kansas city's rushing offense. Where do you want to do it? I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes. I'm not worried about the passing offense when Kansas city sees Travis Kelsey come back. Uh, I think you're going to see Travis Kelsey probably go out even in spite of missing presumably one game. And he's probably going to have 150 targets this year. And they're, they're just going to run a ton of volume through Travis Kelsey and it'll make everything else better. I do think sky Moore and Kadarius Tony Sky nor- more needs to be better. We need to see less of Kadarius Tony. What did you think of Kansas City's rushing offense? If you told me that you weren't going to have Travis Kelsey, you had all your starters on the offensive line, you got Pacheco, you got Edwards Hilaire, and Patrick Mahomes doubled up the next closest rusher on this football team, what, what would your
0: response would have been? Kyle, when I was, when I found out that Travis Kelsey wasn't going to play in this game, I was at the grocery store getting myself a steak to grill, and it was wonderful. But the thought that I had in my in my in my mind was this is a big loss for Kansas City, but I wonder if they just lean into Pacheco and they lean into this offensive line against a Detroit Lions defensive line that I felt like you could run the ball on. We and got then, the Deco
1: Jones out there yeah,
0: playing nose tackle. Yeah. I thought to myself, I think they could probably overcome Kelsey if they just run the football with with that middle of that offensive line and you could say what you want about Smith and Taylor those guys can can move guys a little bit. I thought they would run the football more consistently and I think that's a disappointing layer of what we saw from that chief's offense was a, an opportunity to really lean into the rushing attack and then they just didn't do it so
1: the chiefs combined in none Patrick Mahome's scrambles fourteen 15, 16, 17. They ran 17 times for 45 yards. Not good enough. That's the part for me that bugs me of the game. It's not Kadarius Tony doing the same thing that Kadarius Tony did going all the way back to Florida in the Senior Bowl and having inconsistent ability to catch the football away from his frame. Um, It's the fact that that felt like low-hanging fruit against a defensive line that you would have thought with the offensive line that Kansas City has, they could have taken advantage of. Yeah. And instead, Pat throws it 39 times. He scrambles six times for 45 yards, leads the team in rushing and props them up on, on the ground. So that's my thoughts on on Kansas City's offensive
0: performance. Both teams need receiver help, right? I mean. Yeah, How are none of these guys in on DeAndre Hopkins? Incredible. Incredible. Especially the Lions, man. Like Reynolds and Jones don't look like they can move well enough right now. Josh Reynolds knew he was going to get caught from behind by a linebacker. Dude, he he was bracing
1: He's coming. He knew, he said I got to cover this football up. Um but it, it, if I look at both sides I'm ai think Reynolds and Jones we both refer to as replacement level players. You need to get a replacement for Marvin Jones. Yeah. And I know Jameson Williams is kind of out of the picture for the next month, month and a half. He can not play. Let, let's give Jameer Gibbs some some reps in the slot and bump
0: somebody else in. <laughs> I'm Right. I'm going to Brown. Right. Uh, Quick shout-out, Lions draft class early returns. How about that? Gibbs, Campbell, Branch, Sam Sam LaPorta. Just draft the good players. The premium is the good players. And they really helped them win that football game last night. All right, we got a bunch more takes here to get to here in just a moment. But first, did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrifall is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. And Nutrifall supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. And for a limited time, Nutrifall is offering our listeners $10 off their first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code NFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. It's Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code NFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code NFL. Okay, so I presume you have some takes for us. Yeah, we got some takes to get to. Uh, First one here comes from Enzo. Enzo says, take a unicorn defensive back like Derwin James is more valuable to a team than a shutdown corner like Sauce Gardner. A tale as old as time, this debate. We Come back to it, and every time, it's not like you just go back to the inventory of what you said last time and just regurgitate it. It's like you think about it.
1: Right, which is exactly what
0: I'm doing right now. I ha- I sort of have some convictions in my thoughts here. Go ahead. I feel like if you can have a shutdown corner, um it ch- that's to me the real math changing element where you can man up somebody and space the field with everyone else. I think that changes how you can play defense. So I'm I'm still leaning into the corner. I understand that it's easier to just go away from that player, but Going away from that player means that you're flooding coverage, you're spacing differently. So I'm still in on, on, on the corner.
1: Yeah, so the the math-changing component of a Derwin James, and I would classify him as a math-changer, is for the ambiguity of your defensive personnel, right? That could be, I don't think it is with the Chargers, but in other places across the league, it could be mitigated if you don't have... Versatile defenders around that player in the back set. Is that a fair statement to make? Yeah. It's like, oh, Derwin James, it could be on the roof. They're in a split safety look. He could play the post or he could come down and play on the second level. But if the other player is definitively one or the other, you say, okay, well, either they're going to rotate it this way or if they don't, we have a big time matchup that we can potentially go after. I agree with you that locking. A single side of the field, if you're going to play coverage, either man or zone, and quarterbacks just know, I can't go over there. How that changes the spacing of the field and the congestion of the other 10 players is probably a more valuable math-changing component of playing defense in the NFL. So I'm inclined to agree with you, although I do love myself a hybrid
0: safety as much as anybody. This right, you, you like them both. You, I mean, it doesn't mean you're diminishing anything, right? Just, right, 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 I right, think right, maybe right. this is the more valuable thing, Cal, This comes from an unnamed user, okay? And, unnamed users, his name Joe Barino? No, I, and I knew that you were going to say that, and I wish this person would have had their name, but it was like user x2-4. So that, I mean, just a very generic YouTube commenter, okay? Okay, they said something that you know it resonates. Is it name, bunch of numbers? Is that how it came out? No, it it was the name was user and then bunch of numbers and random letters. Okay. Okay. This is what they said. And I feel, I feel, I feel something through this. Okay. So take this the right way. He says it's egregious that there have been multiple discussions about how Joe says chocolate yet never brought up the weird way that Kyle says one W O N you say one, you do this is true. One. You say like the won, dolphins like won the won, game. Won. won the game? You say one. Yes, you do. It's like okay. you're saying wand without the d. One. One one one. You say one. It's a true thing. Yeah, it's one. They won the game. Won no, it's, the game. It's one. It's one.
1: Won the game. <laughs> no. It's that's that's my uh mid-Atlantic accent coming through. Is it? Yeah.
0: It's like my- rough
1: rough creek crick. Rough? You say r- rough? R- room, rum, roof. I don't. I don't do. Yeah, roof or rough. What do you say, rough? I say roof. Some people who doesn't
0: say roof or roof on a Wait, house.
1: It's it's the Philadelphia accent. Wait, but you think it's a rough? Who doesn't say roof? There's people that live in this area of the country that call it a roof. A roof. Yes. <laughs> okay. And like c r e e k. How do you pronounce it? Greek. It's some people up here
0: say "crick." I've heard "crick." That's I've heard that. Right? That's So, like, egregious as well. I, I won't apologize for it. My wife it takes exception. Speaking of mid Atlantic, we have uh, a friend. Uh, shout out, Bob. Um, Bob is from Philadelphia, and Bob says tournament. Okay, I say tournament. You say tournament. My wife seems to believe that you should say tournament. What are you talking about? I mean, tur- tournament.
1: It's a very games of Thro- game of thronesy.
0: Tournament. T-O-U-R-TOR Tournament. Pronunciate, oh, I mean, this is a risky Kyle. We could be provoking the pronunciation police here for non-names, just regular English words. So well,
1: it, there's there's that that exists
0: for everyone at all times, right? Yeah. Well, we won't let the uh the pronunciation <laughs> police won this matchup. We'll move on here. Uh, Halil's Real Football Talk, what's up, dude? He says second-year wide receivers George Pickens and Jahan Dotson will go over 1,000 yards receiving this season, both of them, Pickens and Dotson.
1: I don't think this is super egregiously aggressive, if that's what you're asking. No. Uh, Would I I be surprised if – how many 1,000-yard receivers are there in Pittsburgh?
0: Well, that's my question. Is he the third option in the passing game? Would you think it's Johnson, Friermuth, and then Pickens? I think just him wow. being the third option makes that difficult.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: And then Dotson, Sam Howell, right? Like, how, how I, good I, think is that,
1: I think that one gets done because that was on my, I said, my hot take for Washington when we did the hot takes was Washington has two 1,000-yard receivers. Now, that might not happen because Terry McLaurin's got turf toe.
0: Yeah, it's not good. But – I think Dotson has a better chance than Pickens. I, I maybe Dotson does do it. If I had to predict one, I'd say Dotson. I, I worry about Pickens because he's the third option.
1: Yes, but I don't think I don't think it's a crazy hot take.
0: Next one here comes from Bub. Bub has an aggressive one. Okay, so it's about the Bills. He said the Bills are going to start another divisional sweep this year on Monday night. I, I don't think they do, but I don't know. let you answer as well. I have them five and one. One loss to Miami. Week 18. We'll I see. I home and home. I think they get both of the Patriots games. They could easily split with the Jets and the Dolphins. Well, they could lose they're, both they're of so, those teams.
1: They're so fortunate that they get their road game against the Jets is week one. I think that's a huge advantage for Buffalo. And what would otherwise be a, I would split them one and one.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then you play them at your place, like in the middle of the season. Uh, yeah, week 11. Maybe Miami will have everything wrapped up week 18. Stop it. I'm sitting here looking at every major
1: every major outlet has the Dolphins not even in the playoffs. And you sit here and say they got everything wrapped up. Okay.
0: I I love my one of my new favorite things now the Dolphins are good is kind of pushing you into like the mind of what what like fans of good teams can do, and you're like, get out of here with that. And you've been right, you've been right every time so far. So I I know. It's like, oh man. Okay, well. There, there's that. So we're we both disagree, but you have them five and one. So maybe it's not that crazy of a take. All right, we got some more to get to here in just a moment here. But first, you have to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and easily the most exciting way to play DFS. Folks, the format it's awesome. It's just you versus the numbers. It's not you versus thousands of other players, including pros, including sharks. It's just you versus numbers. All you do is you select two or more players. And then you pick more or less on their projected stats and you place your entry. Doesn't take long. You can make your picks in under a minute and the, su- the withdrawals super quick and easy. I love to make sure when I'm going to watch football game that I have an entry over at Prize picks because it just makes watching football that much more fun. So go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL. For a first deposit match up to $100, prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. More takes, Joe. More takes. Yeah, it's more, it's more takes. More takes. More takes. <laughs> you know the sign right there. Yeah. Uh, here's takes. this next one here. It comes from Steven. Steven says, if the Jets lose to the Bills and the Cowboys, which are their first two games of the season, they'll miss the playoffs. It almost mm. guarantees a 2-4 and four start, and despite the scheduling, the schedule softening, even starting 0-2 makes the playoffs difficult historically. We have overrated their seven-win season, and their quarterback Who's is coming we? off his worst season Who's we turning 40, 40. The hype train is wrong. I don't know. We, in general, the, the world.
1: The, the collective we? Will, the, yeah, we. Robert, Robert Sala said everybody hates him. What, so which one is it? They're hating, so you're doing something right,
0: he said. I, I think there's some truth to that. What that they're hating? So you're doing everything right? Uh, nobody. I, I'm not. I can't use the analogy I always use, but like if you have haters, it does mean something. Nobody's just gonna hate on I, it bad, right? No, like I, nobody I watches a t-ball game and says, you know what, these kids really suck at baseball, right? They just don't do that. You have to be good for there to be haters.
1: But everybody loves the Jets. Speak everybody. The collective everybody on the four-letter networks love the Jets. Yes, three three out of twenty-eight analysts for one four-letter network picked them to win the Super Bowl. I, so I don't know who's I don't know who's hating on the Jets, other than the, the little people like us, Joe, who are like, "Hey, the Jets are probably going to win ten games, but uh, crowd of playoff field that that might put them on the bubble."
0: I have the data. So if you go start in. if you start 0 and 2, your playoff probability is eleven percent. Eleven percent. Wow. If you start two and four, uh, so that would be two wins, four losses, you're fourteen percent. It would be unlikely. If they start two and four, go through the schedule. Do you have it in front of you? Yes, I do. All right, what is it?
1: Home against the Bills. Okay. Or at Dallas.
0: Short so they're, they're week and very, then go to Dallas. Short,
1: short week at Dallas. So very realistic pathway to zero and two.
0: Yeah, and that gets you to eleven percent.
1: Yep. Uh, the New England Patriots at home. Now you oh. like that a lot, but also the Jets have not had there. There's a human yeah. psychological element to that game because twelve in a row. Not, it, it's been a long time.
0: One and two gets you to thirty-one percent odds.
1: Okay. Uh, now, you're home against Kansas City. Is Chris Jones playing? Is Travis Kelsey playing? <laughs> I, Who knows? It's a, it's a certainly a winnable game. These are all winnable games for the Jets because of the talent that they have.
0: Two and two get you to 45%. Two and three get you to 16%. Okay, then you're at Denver. Ooh, okay. And get that one, right? Eagles. Nathaniel Hackett revenge game? Right.
1: So that's your know. first six. They're
0: probably three and three, two and four. If
1: Jets if the Jets are three and three, I think you should be comfortable.
0: Forty one percent of three Jets and three.
1: If you're three and three, I think you should be comfortable with what that slate looks like. Then you go out of the bye, You're against the Giants, neutral site game because it's both of your home stadium. Uh, then your Chargers on Monday Night Football at home. This is still pretty tough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then you got the then you got the Raiders, but okay, you're at Las Vegas. Here we go. Yeah. Uh. Bills in Buffalo. Okay, short short week at home against the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, you don't have to play the Jets for hundred years.
1: Correct. It's Black Friday's the first time I play. Oh, it. that sucks. Uh, home against the Falcons. Home against the Texans. At Miami. Home against the Commanders. Short week in Cleveland against the Browns, and then at New England to close the season.
0: It's going to be incumbent upon the Bills and the Dolphins to make sure that the they don't get any momentum, right? Get them some elves there along their path. Sure. It's up, it's up to us, man. Sure, it's up, it's to, up us. to us. It's up to us.
1: It's up to us.
0: Here's a big see. one. Jared. Jared says, Sam Darnold takes over as the starter for the San Francisco 49ers by the midway point and leads them to a Super Bowl appearance.
1: I mean, I'll never say never because I've seen that, that team make runs with – score points with just about anybody behind center I think if Sam darnold's the sustained play quarterback for an extended period of time I would not feel warm and fuzzy about your viability of winning several playoff games to get to the Super Bowl though
0: It'd be tough right yeah I I'm interested in why why does he take over as a starter performance or injury that'd be interesting to me I would presume that's because of for it to be a take, I would assume it's for performance purposes. Yeah. Uh, we're keeping it with the 49ers for this next one. If uh, It's from Jose. If Brock Purdy does not succeed this year, the 49ers will become the Colts of the past couple of years. They oh, were oh. always just a quarterback away until their team fell apart.
1: I'll tell you what. Have you seen the payroll situation for San Francisco next year? brother? they're paying some guys.
0: Yeah. Healthy. Good thing they got a seventh-round rookie quarterback deal.
1: Right, yeah, for for this year and next year at least. <laughs> right, um, I I think San Francisco will be fine for the next few years. I think they'll certainly bring undertake some some hat, salary cap restructures. I would expect they will transition away from a handful of players uh, to mitigate the rising costs of other talent that they have. Um, but this does kind of feel like the peak of their window Um, or the end, the end of the peak of their window because they are continuing to pay the price for the Trey Lance trade and just not having premium assets. Yeah. To replenish
0: one of the concerns that I, I think is fair with 49ers is the concentration of where they're paying money, linebackers, tight ends, running backs, right. Even interior defensive line. So that parallels with the Colts. Yeah. But they've also got good players that others like they have good edge rusher, obviously, with both. So they got good receivers. So it's like there's more. Right. I think the 49ers are the extreme version. Right. Of the Colts. I think that that Colts roster always had some black eyes. Uh, This one, another one here from B more. This feels aggressive. Uh, Take Jalen Hurts is currently the most overrated quarterback in the NFL, not including rookies. Lifted the most by his current situation. Herbert might be the most underrated.
1: Nobody. Nobody's seriously underrating Justin Herbert, right? It's catting snow. It's catting so. Just
0: that one, that one guy on the internet. I, I can't remember. Acho? Is that the guy?
1: Yeah. The social media quarterback thing. Emmanuel Acho. Yeah.
0: But if you thought Hertz was overrated, didn't that go out the window when you watched him in the Super Bowl? Because for me, it did. That dude just made plays. Yeah. I'd be inclined to agree with you. All right. Last one is a. Kyle special from Sam Teats. Take oh, cool. for Kyle. So I'll get out of the way here. Caleb Williams gets the most Patrick Mahomes comparisons in college football, but the college quarterback who is most similar to Texas Tech Mahomes in terms of playmaking, arm talent, build, and, and schematic benefits limitations is Cameron Ward. Yeah. So that's Kyle agrees.
1: Yeah. I can see that. Dude, he's got some crazy plays on tape. Washington he's State. Yes. And, and I would love. Network, television, executives. Find a way for us to watch the West Coast games <laughs> that is not on the Pac-12 network, please. Because I would love to watch some of these. The, the Pac-12 is loaded with quarterbacks this year. They got Bonex. They got Cam Ward. They got Caleb Williams. They got Shader Sanders. They like They got a lot of guys that the league and us as fans of the game, should be highly, highly invested in seeing. So please figure it out. This is why this conference is dissolving into thin air. Because the Pac-12 network, nobody can watch, nobody cares about. So put the games on something else. I know I'm falling upon death ears here. But that's my plea to get us out of this show and into the weekend. I'm Kyle Krause, Joe Marino. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Hope you enjoy Takes on Takes. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you list your favorite podcasts. Enjoy a full slate of football this weekend. We will be back again on Monday to talk about everything that we saw.